Hey, welcome to the Georgia Tech Catholic Center podcast. I'm the chaplain here, Father Branson Hip, and joining me is Deacon Paul Nacy. Yeah. God willing, in a few months, he'll be Father Paul Nacy. Yeah. Deacon Paul, how you doing? Good. Just celebrating Christmas and enjoying the time as much as possible. When you, you go back pretty soon, yeah? Yeah. Two weeks, I think. So learn how to celebrate Mass, hear confessions, do all that fun stuff. Man, I don't think people normally think about like having to have a class to practice celebrating Mass, you know? Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I get it. I uh, remember all the mistakes people made, and some of them like very funny. That it was it was good that we practiced. Yeah. <laughs> so why are we? What are we doing here? Um. Yeah. Great banter, Paul. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I have been thinking a lot about and just looking back on moving from one assignment to the next about what it means to end things well and to begin something well and thinking about the way that everybody's been talking about 2020 and finishing the year and beginning 2021 I wanted to like propose to the whole Georgia Tech community something very specific that's been helpful for me of what it really looks like to finish something well so like how do we end 2020 how do we end 2020 well and then how do we begin 2021 well and like something about experience that I think is really important. It was really something that Father Jasani helped me recognize. This is from uh, his like first text in the Paracorso trilogy called The Religious Sense. And he actually begins talking about experience, but he makes this like very important point. He says, I would like to specify that the word experience does not mean exclusively to try. The man of experience is not one who has accumulated quote unquote experiences, facts and sensations, and has lumped them all together. Such an indiscriminate accumulation often destroys and empties the personality. Experience certainly means trying something, but primarily it also coincides with a judgment we make about what we try. As I've stated elsewhere, above all, the person is self-awareness. Thus, what characterizes experience is not so much action that is mechanically establishing relations with reality. What defines experience is understanding something, discovering its meaning. Thus, experience implies understanding the meaning of things. And I have been really struck by this because basically what he's saying, though, is we have an idea in the modern world of experience as just like trying stuff, like doing a bunch of things. But he's saying, no, 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 what actually matters is is understanding. Like if the person is self-awareness, then it's really understanding the meaning of things. So we can have gone through the year or gone through our lives and seen and done a bunch of stuff without really understanding it. And I think a lot about even in my own life where I did the same stuff again and again and again and never really thought about, hey, like this doesn't really make me happy or why do I do this? I never looked and understood. And that that understanding is so important and is actually at the depth. And I think that part of what we miss in the modern world is actually this, is we live our lives, but we don't really understand it because we don't look. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Just in like looking at my own life of, especially in seminary, like it has all these different experiences of like, I don't know, being in parishes, like having to go to Guatemala for eight weeks and like how difficult that was with a volcano erupting, different experiences being there. Hold like, on, a volcano erupted? Yeah. It was like 10 miles away. It rained ash. <laughs> like on you guys? Yeah. Like there were black ash marks on our arms while we were walking back from church. Man. Yeah. What a life. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I 
just don't want to blast past the fact that, like, you know, while you're in Guatemala, an active volcano went off. Yeah. Um, but, like, that was a really hard, like, eight weeks. Like, I was taking Spanish classes for, like, five hours a day. And just really exhausting and really, like, difficult. And, but it wasn't until, like, much later that I realized, like, how much the Lord was working in those moments of, like, really, like, giving me, like, peace and, like, even joy, like, looking back, like, during those moments and, like, learning from it. Like, because I would look back and, like, remember them and, like, try to understand them more and, like, in the light of, like, what I was living, of, like, this being, like, learning Spanish as something, like, I, I needed to do for, like, future ministry. And, like, yeah. Um, yeah, and we hear a lot of people look, saying, looking back, I realized that an event that they thought was terrible or just meaningless actually was really important and had profound meaning. Yeah, I, even in like the secular world, I hear this all the time. People saying, looking back, and then they'll say like that something had value that they didn't recognize had value. So one of the things I started doing in my priesthood that has been very valuable is in order to, have, in order to be faithful to this desire to not lose things and also to kind of understand what I'm living is taking, especially finishing something, but then also when I was good about it, doing kind of a desert day, like a day of silence once a month and looking back and recollecting on my life and what had happened in the last month and like breaking it up into a few specific parts. So I wanted to break down those parts and kind of propose it to the whole community as we finish out the year. And even just to kind of like share, again, if you wanted to, because we've talked about this uh, uh, an example or two, from the past year but the first thing I think is to sit down and or what I would do is sit down and the first like hour would be of gratitude of taking time to give thanks for all the beautiful things that have happened and you were sharing like I have to think about what happened before I was ordained <laughs> uh, like a lot happened in this last year and it's important like beautiful things can happen to us and we can just miss them and lose them and not even stop to thank intentionally thank the lord for them and recognize them it's like getting all these we get so like frustrated with children that are ungrateful that are like where like my more presence and don't appreciate the gifts that they have we talk about that a lot and even like the modern world with gratitude mindfulness and all this stuff like that there is a recognition to some degree of this so i i think like really important first of all to sit down for prayer at some point before New Year's and take time to recognize and name the beautiful things that have happened and intentionally to thank the Lord for them. Uh, For me, like, I'm super grateful that we were still able to, like, bring the people into the church that that wanted to receive the sacraments and specifically the two adult baptisms that I was able to do and to be able to walk with those two guys in particular that I think are, like, great guys. I'm really grateful for that. And that was in like July and September or these like different encounters with students. But I, I don't want to lose the beautiful things in the midst of all of the mess. Yeah, I think for me, like I'm when I was reflecting on this, I'm just very grateful for like as hard as it was, like being like trust, being trusted enough to like be a leader in various aspects. Um, back in February, before all the craziness started, like I was going to a basketball tournament and like all these different people were dropping out. And they're like, Paul, why don't you uh, be, like, in charge of everything and, like, be responsible? Like, okay, I have to, like, get everyone in, on the plane. Seminarians aren't that responsible. So, like, hurting them. No, but just being responsible for them and, like, making sure they had everything, being together, being where they needed to be. 
And then, like, throughout the year, like, I was class president of my class and, like, all the difficulties with COVID and, like, making sure, like, Zoom classes were working out well, everyone was getting what they needed, talking to the head of my seminary about, like, going back to seminary. Like, all these different experiences of, like, they're very difficult, um, but I am very grateful for, like, the way people trusted me in that responsibility and, like, were grateful for the way I, like, responded and, like, thankful for the Lord that, like, I was able to respond well to those. So you were given more work and you're grateful for that? We're very different people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, that's the first part is naming and giving thanks for all the things that have happened. And even... I'm always struck, especially during like Thanksgiving, but in the Eucharistic prayer, in the Eucharistic prayer, Jesus took bread, giving thanks. He's about to pour himself out and suffer, and he stops and like gives thanks to the Father. And there's so much about in the scriptures about giving thanks, and that that is like essential to our humanity. And without that, you're atrophied. Your your humanity is is less than what it's supposed to be. So like that's the first part. Uh, the second part is. Uh, when I was doing the desert days, it was like an hour of, I called it an hour of penance, but basically to like name the ways that I had not lived up to what the Lord had asked of me, like the ways that I had like not responded to him. And not as like a point of shame, but to recognize, first of all, like the beautiful things, but to also recognize that I haven't lived up to everything that he's asked of me and to intentionally say sorry for those things. So to take time for that of like, these are all the things in the last year that like I like didn't live up to and like I'm sorry for that and intentionally saying soffer- sorry and then offering it to the Lord. There's this saying that like uh, everything that is and correct me if I'm if this is the correct everything that is assumed is redeemed. Basically everything that's taken up into Christ is saved. So part of this is looking back on the last year like these are the ways I did not live up to it and I'm sorry but I offer it to you. It's what we do in confession, right? Like we give him our sin and he gives us his mercy. Uh, we offer it to him and he takes it and offers it to the father. Uh, and so to like very intentionally recognize and name those things, uh, again, like not as a point of shame, but to name them and to offer it, uh, like to commend it. Even in night prayer, we say like into your, into thy hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. Like I offer all of this to you to like, look back and be like, Lord, like these are the things I did wrong. I offer the whole year to you the good things and the bad and i'm like sorry for them yeah and just reflecting on like the things that like we fail to do there's just this like constant repetition of like better understanding it i guess so like looking back it's like why did i do that like what am i doing um and like not out of guilt like you said but like out of like how can i understand my own like actions better Hmm. so as i so as not to do them again because if we do them without understanding them like there's like you said like from experience like experience has a necessity of understanding and if what we do doesn't have understanding then there's this like tendency to repeat to repeat it yeah absolutely and it's so interesting too of uh yeah like it's almost like we fall into this stuff and the lord gives it as a space to reveal things about us you know uh, where, where I've been like, why was I so irritated with that person? And I was like, it wasn't that person. It was the event like three hours before that I was still like frustrated with and I never really looked at and named, you know? Like it actually invites you deeper, like deeper to this like 
what Jasani says about the person in self-awareness, right? To like recognize the actions of, the, of it. Um, but you learn that in relationship with the Lord. But that's, again, what you're saying too, of like we fall into these sins without understanding it. Meaning it, it hasn't become experience in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. So like that's the second thing is like very honestly looking at and naming our, like the ways that we have not responded to him. And then the last part, and I, I would suggest like journaling all of this, like writing it down specifically to be able to like thank the Lord for these things and name all of them. Like thank you for the existence of thick cut bacon, right? Or friendship or, you know, that this beautiful thing happened to me that I was able to go skiing, whatever. Um, and then like, I'm sorry for the fact that I stole someone else's thick cut bacon, you know, like whatever it is. Uh, and yeah, to intentionally like, because then you can also look at it, all of it and be like, oh, this is what the Lord has been actually leading me towards. And I didn't recognize that. So kind of the third part of this is kind of making a, a judgment in the sense of, okay, what is the Lord like seeing all of these things? Where is he leading me and where is he inviting me to in the new year and like in the future? So like in the next assignment, I really tried to like finish assignments well where it was like, all right, what did I do well? What did I not do well? And then like, what are you inviting me to now in this like new place? So in this like new year, what based upon these things and based upon your action in my life, oh Lord, where are you leading me? Remembering that like he is this other factor because we can think of all of these things in reference to ourselves and it's like no one else in the universe exists. So we think about plans for our life and we only look at ourselves. But no, like, all right, your action in my life, I have responded in these ways. I haven't responded. What does it look like you're doing and how am I responding to it? So I actually did this last year or sometime during this year. This year. Who knows when? But like, I recognized, like, even like during my holy hours, like, I recognized how, like, afterwards, I wasn't sure exactly, like, what did I pray during that holy hour? Mm-hmm. Like, I would read things. Like, I would pray, like, Liturgy of the Hours, like, all these things. But, like, even just, like, minutes afterward, I couldn't have said, like, what did I specifically pray for? So, like, in that realization, I actually, like, started journaling of, like, this is one, like, concrete thing I prayed about during this holy hour. That came from, like, learning and, like, trying to understand how to address, like, this one particular thing that I wanted to fix yeah i i I noticed in myself kind of this thing of if i didn't do some sort of offering to the lord right away first thing in the morning and this recognizing like it's better that you're in charge no matter what happened in the rest of the day it would be easier for me to choose my own thing instead of following the lord and so it was like okay like what you're saying is like all right i'm recognizing a pattern here i need to right away first thing in the morning offer to the lord right away but it was by recognizing my experience and recognizing these things and then it was like all right here's the next step so you're talking about like very beautifully if i need to journal at the end so i don't lose things and then like i need to right away like surrender and let him be in charge because if not like i'll be in charge and that's a bad thing great those are the three things like this is what i would propose to like offer 2020 well uh is time of intentionally like naming and thanking him for things recognizing the ways that we haven't responded to him and like apologizing and saying sorry for those and if possible to go to confession like go and then recognizing and kind of naming what's next where is the lord leading and what's he calling me to and how am i called to respond the last thing is uh the church like very beautifully proposes and offers to us january 1st is 
the celebration of Mary, Mother of God. It's a solemnity and it's a holy day of obligation. And it's offering this actually as a help to us in this thing of beginning again. So I didn't know if you wanted to say just something very briefly about this solemnity and why it's given to us at the new year. Yeah, I think I think it's very beautiful that the church like proposes this to us at the very beginning of the year, like because like we just celebrated Christmas. Like there's a recognition of like like Jesus coming into the world as man. Like like is like a new thing. And like, like with Mary, Mother of God, like we recognize that like God like first like brought this like through Mary. So like as we start a new year, like as we start like trying to like live again and like enter into like the mystery of Christ and like his incarnation, like we like dedicate this new year like to Mary. And like the church allows us to do that through this feast day. Yeah, and this reckon like you said, like historically it happened through her. And so then historically, like it happens through her in our lives as well. And that our it happens through like a yes, the yes that happened in her, and then as a consequence, like as a yes that happens to us. Like that we're called to say yes. And beginning the year being like, Hey, help us to say yes, like you said yes. This whole year from the very beginning, let it be done unto me according to your word. So I hope like people are able to go to Mass on, on New Year's and on the celebration of Mary, Mother of God, and enter into it. Um, this is a great chance to like begin again. There's this line from Pavese. He says, The most beautiful thing in the world is to begin. It, is to begin. Here lies everything. It is beautiful to live because living is beginning again at every moment. Uh, and so this is a chance really to like begin again, but with a deeper understanding, a deeper awareness. So yeah, we hope that like we all like finish 2020 well uh, by like giving thanks to the Lord, like offering all of it to him through Jesus and then like seeing what 2021 brings. Thanks so much for listening to the Georgia Tech Catholic Center podcast and uh, we wish you all a Merry Christmas still and a Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All right. Bye.